Good morning. This is the Mind Body Health Show, and I'm Casey Johnston. I'm a pediatrician in uh, Mendocino and Lake Counties, and we're lucky this morning to have on uh, Dr. William Vayner. He's a dentist in Ukiah and, and relatively new to the area, so we're really lucky to have him on the show. Um, we're going to talk about everything related to teeth today. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. So, Thanks for the yeah, warm well, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll uh, hand it over to you, Billy, or Willie, Dr. Vayner, sorry. Um, <laughs> what, uh, you know, why is dental health important in general? Well, we should start at the beginning. We, we both went to school together uh, in Santa Cruz County way back in the day. That's how we know each other and uh, ended up here in a beautiful Mendocino County. Um, and uh, the way I ended up here was uh, I found a great practice for sale and, you know, wonderful town, Ukiah with great staff. Um, and I grew up in a small town. Well, we grew up in a small town, also Aptos in Santa Cruz. So I knew I would like it. Yeah, I wasn't sure whether to bring bring that up. But yeah, we went to junior high and, and high school together. Um, yeah. So I, uh, what was it, a month or two ago was driving. I mean, my kids home from school and saw your name on a uh, sign on Dora Street. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Small enough town where you can just walk right in and it, it was you. So it was exciting <laughs> to, have, to have you here. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm excited to be here. Um, yeah, I guess if uh, starting from the beginning, like what um, got you interested in dentistry or how did you end up in, in that field? Um, well, my dad's a dentist. And, uh, you know, in the beginning, I, and still, I guess I always wanted to be like him. Um, I love learning science and biology and, you know, the health professions always sounded like a good idea because we're helping people and that's always a good idea. Yeah. I have kind of a similar path. My, yeah, my parents were in, in the health field. My dad was at ER doc. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so yeah, similar it's, uh, it's it's hard work, but it's, it's a great, um, great to help people and help the community. And especially yeah. in uh, this County, you feel, um, yeah, you, you, you know, you live and work and play with the people that you're helping. So that makes a bit difference as well. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. Um, and did you, let's see how, what happened after high school? <laughs> So uh, let's see. Uh, your journey. <laughs> after high school, I went to uh, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo for the first part of my biology degree. And uh, I liked it, but I didn't like it as much as Santa Cruz. So I finished up biology at Santa Cruz, um, UC Santa Cruz. And, uh, and then from there went to UCLA for dental school, uh, which was a lot of fun. Um, met some great guys down there. And uh, and uh, learned a lot. And how has it been coming from Southern California, LA area to Northern California? <laughs> you know, it's a little uh, quieter, but it's more peaceful. Um, it's definitely um, not so superficial as LA can be, uh, which I like. And uh, I just think people are more genuine. I find that as well here. Yeah. Uh, and it's a beautiful place to live. There's, you know, we're near mountains, the ocean, there's trails everywhere. 
um, you know, greenery everywhere. Well, right now uh, in the wet season. Um, but uh, yeah, I haven't spent too much time by the beach. When you go to the beach, where do you go? Um, we kind of different places, but Casper Beach is a real nice spot. It's a little okay. cove that's um, actually there can be some waves for surfing nice. um, at times, but other times it's really nice and calm and you see people out there um, fishing even from kayaks and, and all that. So it's nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, and the wildflower season's coming up here soon. So you're in for a treat. <laughs> cool. So, um, yeah. So why is, I mean, I talk about teeth a lot as a pediatrician, <laughs> um, and I'm learning a lot about teeth and oral health and everything, but, um, yeah. Why, why is this topic important to talk about? Well, dental health is important because teeth are important and eating is important. Smiling is important. Um, I think most things associated with the mouth are important. Um, you know, so it's, it's makes sense to, to focus on and take care of um, your oral health. Um, and then additionally, there are systemic conditions that can be affected by the oral health, you know, that affect your whole body. Um, because inflammation locally in the oral cavity um, can affect your immune response, and it can add to the body's burden, general burden of disease. Um, periodontal disease has been associated with a number of health conditions, including heart disease and diabetes, and um, share a lot of the same risk factors like uh, smoking and poor diet. So hmm. um, it's, it, it's affects the whole body. It's not just, you know, your mouth. Yeah. It seems like there, you know, there are conditions that are urgent, um, like infections and things that bring people to the ER or teeth that get knocked out or things like that. And then there's, yeah, chronic long-term problems that can be happening with your, your teeth. Um, and just the wear and tear of you know, constant problems and infections and cavities and, and that, you know, constant ache in your mouth. Um, yeah, it is a burden on your, on your well-being and, and health in general. Sure. Yeah. That's, that's why it's so important to take care of everything and, uh, you know, brush twice a day, floss once a day. Um, and I feel like, uh, people think things are just localized, but, um, it affects everything, you know? And I think what you, what you said too, like it's, you know, it's the mechanical part of chewing. <laughs> uh, right. Well, let's focus on that for a minute. Like, uh, I mean, that's a big deal. <laughs> if you don't have healthy teeth and <laughs> teeth in general, um, it really limits, you know, the, the food that you can eat, especially in elderly, elderly folks. Um, right. It, it affects your nutrition, which affects everything else. Mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah, limited just to purees or softs or soft foods that that's a, that's a big deal on your everyday right. life. Yeah. Um, and then you also mentioned, you know, appearance too, like your smile. And I think, I think there is some, I, there's something to that, you know, it's self-esteem confidence. Um, you know, even in, in little young, younger kids, I see that too, in the clinic, you know, their dental health and how their teeth look, um, does, does matter to them. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. So you mentioned brushing and flossing. So 
I know you talk about that all the time. Um, so what, so twice a day for brushing. Yeah. And if you can floss every time you brush, that's great. Um, if you can't once a day is good, you know, um, you'd never want to see bleeding, you know, because you're doing it too vigorously or you're not doing it enough. Um, because there will be blood if you, you only floss every once in a while, um, because of the inflammation in your gums. Um, if they're not getting cleaned, you know, regularly, then they will bleed when you do go in there with the floss and you don't want to see that. That's a sign of periodontal disease. And then what, there's all kinds of different flossing tools now. Um, sure. when we were kids, all I remember was the old fashioned, just string. <laughs> um, sure. but now, now there's the floss sticks, there's the water what do you call it? The water pick or the water water pick is, yeah. you know, it's a Kleenex It's the brand name of the, um, the water flossers. They are not bad, but they're not as good as floss. Um, it's like hosing down your car without actually wiping anything off. Um, so I still recommend old fashioned flossing. I tried the water pick once and I like almost injured myself. It's messy, right? Yeah, I think I like sprayed my eye or I don't know. <laughs> you have to use it with caution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, people love it. People love it because they don't like flossing. But uh, I would still recommend flossing first. And if you if you just absolutely can't, you know, then try one of the flossing alternatives. Um, now, if you have advanced periodontal disease or recession or that sort of thing, then you want to use a tool uh, that fits the embrasure between the teeth. So like uh, a proxy brush, it looks like a, a really tiny pipe cleaner, basically, that fits between the teeth, like a little Christmas tree. Um, if that that's for people with bigger spaces, you know, and usually they've been told and hopefully they've been told by a dentist to use that sort of thing um, when those cases present themselves, you know, sometimes in addition to floss, sometimes, um, instead of floss. And you can just get those over the counter. Exactly. Yeah. Usually the dentist will have them. We have them, um, but you can also get them over the counter. And then what about the floss um, sticks? Cause for, or I don't know what you call them, but like uh, kids really like those. Cause it's really hard for them to wind the floss around their fingers and their parents don't want to, you know, it's hard for someone else to do it. So they, kids really like the. Um, the little half circle. Yeah. Are those yeah. just effective? Um, I don't mind those. They're not bad. Uh, what you want to do with those is you want to try to hug the tooth because, you know, breaking the contact and hearing that snap is important. You know, that's where a lot of buildup happens, but really, you know, you have to imagine a wall with mud on it and that you're using a rope to clean. So you want to scrape it against that wall, um, all the way down and up. And those things, you know, they get a lot of uh, you know, plaque out, but it's still the best to, to be able to curve around the tooth with the natural, the, the normal floss. Um, you know, obviously those are better than nothing, um, by a long shot, but, uh, I would still say the regular floss is, is the best. Okay. Yeah. And the better than nothing, I use that line a lot in clinic because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, that's what helped me. I, floss I yeah it was never that honestly that great at it as a kid um but I set the bar really low as an adult <laughs> but like <laughs> let's try this once a week um 
Cause in my mind I was like, well, that's, you know, a lot better than never doing it. And then it kind of got me gradually doing it more regularly. So I use that better than nothing line a lot in the clinic. Did you, uh, did you notice bleeding when you were doing it once a week or were you okay? Sometimes. Yeah. But now yeah. it's, now it's most days. <laughs> exactly. Usually you want to do it every day. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there some floss I've heard from some dentists, like there's different types of floss, right? Like, um, or is there, I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So there's a tape, there's waxed, floss. there's unwaxed, you know, some of the floss feels like fishing line. Um, you know, whatever works, whatever you use, that's what you should use, whatever you're comfortable with. Um, it's almost like different toothpaste. As long as there's fluoride in it, it's good. Um, floss, as long as it's, you know, natural um string you know and you're and you're hugging the tooth as you go as you use it it's working you know so okay and what about toothbrushes toothbrushes <laughs> um you don't want too firm you know i do see people that get overzealous with the firm toothbrushes that you can clean floors with that sort of thing you know we we always hand out medium soft um toothbrushes at work and you don't really need anything more than that plaque takes about 24 hours to turn into calculus the really hard stuff that the hygienist chips off um and before that it's it's soft it's like frosting so if it gets to that hard point you're not going to get it off anyways you're just going to do damage to the tissue with um you know a really rough coarse brush so just we recommend the soft brushes um why why are hard brushes sold? Because <laughs> people want them, you know, people, okay. people like them. And I think, you know, they, they work great for cleaning things. But uh, as far as teeth are concerned, uh, you don't, you don't want to do that to yourself because of the risk of damage to the tissue. And then how often, like, should you switch out your toothbrush if you're just using like a, you know, a regular toothbrush? Uh, usually twice a year, like when you get, hopefully you're getting them at your, your dentist um, for your cleaning. So, okay. and then, uh, electric toothbrushes, they're got, getting a lot more affordable and a lot more common. What do you, yeah. What are your kind of thoughts on that? So electric is good. Um, I think that people, if they are not sure if they're brushing correctly, electric is very good. Um, if you know you're brushing correctly, they don't make a huge difference in school. They taught us that, the biggest difference an electric brush has over manual is that it has a two minute timer. That's it because it makes you brush for two minutes, um, which is the more important thing rather than the, the supersonic, you know, speed or creating tiny bubbles, you know, cleaning microscopically, uh, whatever the claims are. Um, I use a manual brush myself. Um, but, uh, I like the electric brushes, you know, we give them out at the office. We do a drawing every, every month or so. Um, I like them, uh, but the best thing about them is the two minute timer, you know, statistically. And I've heard sometimes people like if they're, they use a manual and then they go to an electric, they're too hard. Like you don't, don't need to press down with an electric, right? Right. You want to be more gentle. Is that? Yeah, that's, that's correct. Um, they're already brushing for you kind of thing, you know? Um, but yeah, they're great. I, I personally don't use them, but, uh, they're great. Okay. Um, and then with the regular toothbrush, we're down to the nitty gritty, but, um, are you 
like cir circular. I was was taught circular, like brushing circular okay. near the gum line. Like what's the? Well, how do you brush your teeth? Brush yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So the accepted way to brush your teeth by the American Dental American Dental Association is the modified bass technique, which is a forty five degree angle at the gum line in very small, you know, motion circles, basically. Um, you don't want to scrape back and forth. You don't want to only hit the tooth and not hit the gum line. You know, these are common mistakes people make. You don't want to only brush the biting surface. You, you need to hit the side as well. Um, you know, you want to, you want to clean all sides of the teeth. And most importantly, you want to clean that barrier where the, the bacteria in your mouth are really, you know, doing battle with your immune system right at the gingival barrier. So that's where you want to clean, um, right where the gums are touching the teeth. Don't brush just your gums. That's going to hurt. Don't do anything that hurts. Um, but uh, focus right where the gums and the teeth are meeting. You know, that's that's where you want to clean. Okay. And the, yeah, gum recession, that can cause it to hurt when you brush, right? I'm starting sure. to get out my dentist that I have gum recession. Sure. <laughs> um, I think if it hurts. <laughs> people think recession can be caused by brushing and it can, but I think most recession is caused by clenching and grinding where the tooth actually um, contacts the, the other tooth and then out of the side splinters, you know, microscopically like wood and you'll see a little divot or the gum will pull away from the tooth because of um, clenching or grinding. That's, I think, a more common reason for recession. Um, and as that abdominal disease, of course. As you get older too, right? Like your gums kind of naturally, um, or no? Yeah, yeah, but I think that's because of periodontal disease and, um, you know, clenching and grinding. I think that I've seen people in their 90s with, you know, teeth that look like you know a 20 year olds just because they they took really good care of them nice There's but it's hope. rare i've seen you know a handful of cases yeah um we've we've kind of touched on it here and there but um yeah like what is plaque and a cavity exactly you know we like we hear these terms but i think sometimes yeah for me i sometimes have to look it up like the process of you know how yeah what causes a cavity what's plaque yeah these right 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 so um there's bacteria in your mouth you know and it uh feeds off sugar in your diet um the bacteria produce acids that break down your teeth and in the form of a cavity so cavities are permanently damaged areas of the hard surface of your teeth um that turn into tiny you know openings or holes or you know, a cavity. Um, they're caused by a combination of factors, you know, the bacteria, snacking, sipping sugary drinks, uh, not cleaning your teeth well. Um, and they're among the most common health problems in the world. Um, they're especially common in children, teenagers and adults, but uh, anyone can get cavities, including infants. Um, if they're not treated, they can affect the deeper layers. They can go into from the enamel to the dentin, from the dentin to the pulp, and then you need a root canal. Um, so you don't want to let them go that far. You know, that's why we take x-rays. That's why 
um, you want checkups because you want to catch the cavity before it gets, you know, bad. Um, and people think they can feel cavities. Sometimes they can, most of the time they can't. Um, so you, you need to come in and, and get checked, you know, um, to make sure that something small doesn't turn into something that you can feel because everyone can feel a root canal for the most part. Uh, but most people cannot feel a cavity. Hmm. So that's why going to the dentist every six months, sometimes younger kids, uh, who are already having some dental challenges, like every three months I've seen going to the dentist, um, yeah, yeah. Overall, too, like the the age of your first dentist appointment has decreased. <laughs> so now, in like the pediatric clinic, we, um, uh, you know, we try to get kids to the dentist around age one. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes yeah. even sooner if they, you know, there's a, a kids sometimes get well. You know better than me, but. <laughs> Um, you know, they get their first teeth between six and 12 months, but some kids get a whole set of teeth, like within a month and others it's slower. So if sure. That- so, so they want to see a dentist, you know, when they have teeth or about one year. Um, and when they're small and hopefully the parents are brushing their teeth for them, the, the important thing is just kind of developing, um, a relationship with the office, meeting the staff, you know, knowing there's a toy chest, uh, things that are positive, uh, they're comfortable because when they are, um, you know, kids, when they develop into, you know, they have a full child dentition. Um, and if we have to work on them, we don't want to have to send them to a, to a kid dentist every single time, um, because of behavior problems, you know, that's, that's going to be the limiting factor, you know, whether we can work on them at a general office or they need to see a specialist. Yeah. And in the pediatric clinic, we do some of those like clearances for kids needing sedation and, and all that. And mm. it's, you know, it, it's a lot of coordination, but it's a lot on the kid too, to, um, but yeah, it's so important to get them in early frequent. And I think a big thing too, is the example their parents set for them. Um, <laughs> sure. You know, you know I always say you got to brush your kid's teeth till they're about 18 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the truth is, uh, you want to, you want to brush your teeth with them. You want to show them you're doing it too, and that it's important. And, you know, we have little timers, those help, um, again with the two minutes thing, but, uh, you know, some, some kids will say, oh, I only brush once a day. I only brush in the morning cause I'm going to school, you know, but, but really you want to brush at night and in the morning. Um, because if you go to bed without brushing your teeth, then you just have all the buildup from the day working on your teeth in overtime, you know, while you're not moving, you're not producing as much saliva and, and then cavities are forming much faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it seems like parent, yeah. Parents, if they're calm and, um, and they bring the kids to the, it's similar with like vaccines too. Um, you know, setting a good example, being calm when they take them to the dentist or, or getting the vaccines and it's a normal thing. And, um, and yeah, and I one thing that I've heard too is, um, you know, little kids, uh, babies, toddlers, sometimes brushing their teeth um, when the parents do it, you know, having the kid lie da- lay down, similar to how they are in the dentist office. Mm. So they're used to that, um, you know, laying down when they have, when they get their teeth brushed. And then their mouths, I think, can get 
more it's easier to like do a good cleaning i don't know yeah I, yeah not a bad idea at all um i think that as long as as long as you're getting in there whatever way they'll let you you know that's the way you should do it yeah and um you kind of mentioned or you mentioned already like sugar and you know we all know sugar is not good for our teeth but um yeah why why is sugar bad <laughs> For, for many things, but for our teeth as well. <laughs> right. Um, it's just, uh, it's a it's a pure source of fuel for the, the bad bacteria in your mouth. And, uh, and because of that, things can happen a lot faster. You know, if you have a low sugar diet, um, you're not going to be seeing the same kind of risk as someone with a high sugar diet just because of the speed at which uh, everything can happen in the mouth. Mm -hmm. You know, there's things like xylitol. I don't know if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into that. <laughs> um, which is a natural sugar alcohol, um, that actually helps prevent cavities because bacteria can't use it, um, to grow. And you'll find that usually in most chewing gum, you know, if your gum has natural sugar in it, that's not good for your teeth. Um, you want gum with xylitol in it. Um, I've been seeing that more on the uh, in grocery stores, xylitol gum. I think it was more common in Europe for a while, right? And now it's kind of hitting the stores more in the U.S. Yeah, I think it's it's becoming very common um, everywhere mm -hmm. for that. Now it's a little harder to um, to use as a substitute in cooking because you know if yeast needs sugar to um, for baking or that sort of thing, you have to use natural sugar because otherwise they can't use the xylitol, right? But uh, as far as chewing gum is concerned and, and maybe like a, um, what is it? A lollipop or something that's xylitol, that would be a much better option than, than sucrose. Okay. Um, and then we talked about this a little before uh, this show, but, you know, what about like diet soda? You know, is that, you know, a lot of people substitute regular soda for a diet Coke or diet Pepsi. Is that... How is that better, worse, or, you know, is that much better for your teeth or are there other things in soda that are not good for your teeth? <laughs> um, so I hope, you know, a lot of people remember school science fairs where usually somebody would bring in teeth in a, in various solutions and watch them dissolve basically milk, uh, water, and then soda. Um, and soda usually being the worst, unless there's some some acid on some you know industrial acid on hand um and the main things with uh soda are the um erosion um of the teeth from acid you know and also the cavities from the sugar so the acid attacks the enamel um which makes it less hard and um it can cause cavities you know and it can cause erosion um yeah, and it can be like, I mean, I, I I remember those experiments and it didn't matter if it was like Dr. Pepper or Pepsi or, you know, a darker color soda or Mount, you know, a Sprite, like even the clear or lighter colored sodas. Right. Teeth a lot too, just through the acid and everything else. Right. They both have acid. They both have sugar. They're both going to do a lot of harm for your teeth, especially if you're sipping them over a long period of time. The time thing is a big factor for uh, your mouth, you know, as far as your mouth is concerned, it wants to stay neutral, it wants saliva bath, 
for your teeth, you know, water's okay. Pretty much everything else is bad except toothpaste, you know, and saliva, saliva being, you know, one of the best. Um, and when you look at the time that people drink soda over long periods of time, they're continually changing the pH in their mouth uh, to a point that benefits the bacteria and, and is harmful for the teeth. Um, you know, if you have to drink soda, drink it fast, you know, get it in and out of your mouth, swish with water, you know, you want the least possible exposure time. Um, because it's like, uh, yeah, the, the more, the more time you, if you're sipping it over long periods of time, you're going to get a lot more cavities. And I'm a, I'm a big coffee drinker. What's the, what's the good or bad news about coffee? <laughs> uh, coffee and tea stain, which can be a problem, you know, aesthetically, but, uh, um, unless there's sugar in it, but a lot of people put sugar in their coffee and tea. So, um, you, you want to drink it faster than slower. If you're sipping it over long periods of time, that can be a problem. Um, you know, you want, you want to ideally be getting it in and out of your mouth and then swish with water every chance you get, you know. So drink your coffee with a cup of water. Bye. <laughs> drink everything with, with water. That's what I'd say. I'd say always have water on hand because swishing is so much better for your the pH in your mouth, um, and your oral cavity, you know, in general, um, than anything else, especially sugar drinks. And water is better than, um, all the carbonated waters now out there. Yeah. I would say just because of the acid. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, there's so many brands now. I mean, they are good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a great alternative to soda. Um, you know, I, I even have some, you know, in my fridge, but, uh, water's the best. Okay. Water's the best. <laughs> so that's what we, I mean, we talk about that a lot in the pediatric clinic too, just mainly, yeah. uh, really after, uh, you know, one, one and a half years of age, water should be the main. Right. The main you drink. Yeah. Kids love juice. I mean, I love juice, but, uh, I not, love juice. <laughs> not great for your teeth. Um, and probably in the quantities that most people drink it, you know, could be, could be less for, for optimum health. Yeah. Juice is, juice is a treat. Yeah. Um, or, oh, we mentioned gum, uh, with xylitol gum is gum. Um, I read different things on the benefits of gum, like for saliva production, for jaw strength, for, different i mean yeah but then at the same time i've heard of some stories of some people chewing so much gum they lock their jaw uh, so. yeah um gum is good for your teeth and bad for your jaw generally uh the tmj you're gonna get you know possibly overworked and you know if you're having any kind of tmj symptoms you do not want to be chewing gum um you know it sounds kind of obvious but it's not really super obvious um and TM TMJ, just to clarify what that the is. temporomandibular joint is the joint that moves your jaw. Okay. Um, I haven't heard that gum strengthens your jaw. I guess that's possible if you think about the way muscles work, but uh I would say you get plenty of 
of uh, exercise, um, you know, eating normally, and you don't need to overdo it for for want of stronger jaw muscles with gum, um, because of the risk of of overworking that joint. Okay, and that joint you can um, with teeth grinding too, right? You can get pain in that jaw joint. Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, teeth grinding, you know, we can give you night guards, but uh, that's a that's a whole nother issue to deal with the um, the joint, the joint pain. Yeah, it seems like a frustrating thing for people because it would it's uncomfortable to wear a mouth guard. Um, right. You That's one of the recommendations, a mouth guard for. Right. It protects your teeth, but uh, it's only it's not, you know, going to completely stop any kind of um joint issue yeah and that seems yeah it's pretty it's tough to use that sleep sometimes right i see that in little kids is it more common in like little in toddlers like sometimes they grind their their front teeth down to almost their gums right um it can be that's usually due to malocclusion you know um because of the way the teeth are coming in potentially you know malocclusion is just, just to... when the teeth aren't lining up correctly. Okay. okay. Um, that's usually when, you know, I've seen kids that grind, but generally that's not uh, the issue there. Generally it's because the teeth are coming in wrong and they need um, orthodontic treatment. Um, and a lot of times it's the baby teeth. It seems like just, you don't really do anything about those baby teeth that are getting ground ground down. Right. Cause they're going to lose them anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And you're hoping that everything else catches up so that the um, permanent dentition comes in correctly and they're not, they're not grinding, you know. But with, with kids too, I mean, we do have that great argument, like, Oh, they'll lose those anyway. Uh, <laughs> but with cavities, it is still important to, you don't necessarily, really want that attitude for the baby teeth right like you can impact the the adult teeth coming in or like why is it yeah cavities um, in the baby teeth <laughs> so one of my best friends uh in elementary school you'll probably remember him um he's now a doctor actually as well um he, I, I believe the story goes that he had cavities on his permanent teeth before they even erupted because it got through the uh the baby teeth and you know more more than anything you want to develop the habit that the baby cavities because your habits are good and you're brushing and flossing but yes if disease is widespread and the cavities are you know big enough they can affect the adult teeth um you know through the baby teeth almost or even so I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, uh, other things that are not so good for your teeth. Like, I mean, these these maybe are the obvious, but um, what about, you know, cigarettes, smoking cigars, um, chewing tobacco? Like, what are the implications on your your dental health and more your broader health for those things? Right. So I think, you know, most people know the cancer risk um, with tobacco, um, oral cancer, lung cancer, you know, et cetera. Um, 
for the teeth, you know, you're going to get staining and, and you're going to get uh, a bad environment that you're going to see more cavities. But the biggest issue is going to be periodontal disease, which is gum disease. Uh, with tobacco, you're going to see a lot of gum inflammation. And, you know, I've pulled teeth that didn't have anything wrong with them. You know, there was no cavity, there was no necessary, no, nothing, nothing like a root canal was needed, didn't have a crown, nothing was wrong with the actual tooth. But I had to pull it because the inflammation in the jaw had gotten so bad, that the bone had dissolved around the tooth. And it was no longer viable. It was, uh, you know, loose and, and infected and needed to be pulled. Um, and that's periodontal disease. And that's what you get from tobacco use from, from smoking. And, and chewing tobacco, right? Like causes a lot of gum or staining or kind of all the above too. Yeah. <laughs> all the above as well. Um, yeah, it's not it's not good. It's not, it's not a pretty sight, unfortunately. Um, I think it's, it's something, you know, yeah, we talk about the the cancer risk, but dental health is, is all, I mean, with other substances and drugs as well. I mean, meth, meth methamphetamines um, for sure affects your jaw and your teeth and. Right. I think meth, you know, you're going to be snacking, you're going to be awake, you're going to be grinding, um, which are all really negative habits for your teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. How's it going during doing this radio show? <laughs> <laughs> so far, so good. We're actually uh, talking a lot longer than I thought we might. I'm I'm learning a lot because I yeah, <laughs> the pediatric clinic. Like, I mean, this is dental health is a whole section we talk about, but you know, dental health. Like, I mean, obviously, like you did a whole doctor. You know, um how many, how many, four years at least. And then your dental, uh, doctor of dental dentistry, right. Biology, you know, um, degree and then, uh, and then the DDS degree. Yeah. Um, so four years after you did your biology degree and exactly. Uh, so there's so much information and in, you know, um, in pediatrics, like we, we talk about it, but honestly we don't get a lot of training to be quite honest Mm. it's this whole specialty that um you know we we don't get much training in in medical school so and it's so important for so many so many ways as we've discussed Um, yeah and you know and our general health affects our dental health a lot too like both you know vice versa both directions yeah yeah um things like diabetes you know because yeah, how, does, I, how does that affect your your teeth? <laughs> uh, um, well, if you have higher sugar in your blood, you're going to have higher sugar in your saliva, and higher sugar in your saliva means more cavities. Huh? Never thought about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, we haven't talked about X-rays yet. Oh yeah, yeah. Why? How often do you get them? Why do you get them? What are you looking for as a dentist? Right. So uh, the x-rays are done to see the parts of the teeth that we can't see with the explorer or our eyes, um, which are the contacts and the internal structure and the roots. Um, And generally, we like to do them once a year. uh, Because 
left unchecked, you know, a cavity will progress through the enamel, through the dentin and become a root canal uh, in about that time frame. Um, so that's why we like to, and then, you know, really we like to have a baseline of everything when it's good so that if something bad does happen, we can compare it to what it's supposed to look like when there was nothing wrong. So it's always nice to have uh, new bite wings every year and a full mouth every five years to, to make sure that everything's, everything's good. And sometimes it, it seems like sometimes there are findings um, that are reversible, like, oh, we'll check on that next time. Yeah. So if they're, if they're small enough, um, if they're still in the enamel, you know, not even halfway through the enamel, but we can see something starting. Um, generally it's not completely reversible, but it is, you can halt it. You can stop it in its tracks. If it's only in enamel, it's very small. Um, this is, you know, very common to see in teenagers who are, who are not flossing yet, but then they start flossing. Um, you can see, basically over time, it looks like a divot in the x-ray. It's a cavity and it looks like a little dark triangle and there won't be any changes year after year. And that's, you know, comparatively great to see when the alternative is something that progresses through the tooth, needing attention either for a filling or, you know, something more like a root canal. And sometimes you, you make exceptions for x-rays, like if, if someone's pregnant or if there's a reason that they shouldn't get an x-ray in general like you'll skip a time <laughs> right um if there are you know other reasons that we don't need one and you know we leave that up to the discretion of the doctor in the moment um usually if someone's taking good care of their teeth and there's no reason for concern and there is a concern about the x-ray then you know skipping one year is okay or maybe one visit you know is okay it's not ideal but uh we do do it and then oh with kids how um i mean it's it's hard <laughs> I, I imagine it's hard for to get little kids to do the x-ray but uh when do you start doing x-rays like i forget for for kids so x-rays in kids are a little different, especially if everything looks good and the parents are doing a good job cleaning um, because they are harder to take. And we want to see if there's anything going on, you know, dentally. But in the end, we're also looking to make sure that the formation of the adult teeth is is happening correctly with the x-ray. So there's there's a couple different reasons why we take x-rays in kids. Um, and if we see anything wrong, you know, we can... I'm a general, so we can always send to the specialist. Mm -hmm. But uh, oh, and yeah. in the visits, when um, I don't know if all dentists do this now, but uh, like basically ranking <laughs> each part of the tooth, you feel like you're getting graded, like while you're sitting there, and the hygienist is like numbering one, two. Oh, what's right. That? So what's that all about? <laughs> those are depth readings. You know, those are okay. millimeters of depth of the periodontal pocket, the gums. Um, and basically two to three millimeters is healthy. Anything above three is, you know, periodontal disease where there's currently happening bone loss, you know, so four, five, six, seven, those are seven millimeter pockets. 
that you cannot clean with your toothbrush or floss. And there's active bone loss happening in those pockets. So those need attention um, for either a deep cleaning or like uh, scaling and replaning, which is, you know, the same thing. Um, so yeah, you're, you're getting graded on the depth, uh, the millimeter depth of the gum pockets. Okay. And that happens every dental visit. Usually every cleaning. Yeah. Okay. We haven't talked about fluoride. Fluoride. <laughs> so controversial. <laughs> it shouldn't be. Um, yeah, table salt, right? <laughs> table salt is made up of chlorine and sodium. Chlorine is poison, right? Mustard gas and sodium, pure sodium is combustible in water, right? But table salt, everybody loves salt. I mean, it's good. Yeah. It's harmless, right? Uh, fluoride in the concentrations that we use dentally and in drinking water is not harmful and is, you know, very beneficial to teeth health. Uh, um, I'm going to get into a little history here. You know, it was originally discovered in a small town in Colorado where the people didn't do anything different as far as, uh, oral health care, but for some reason, nobody had any cavities or problems with their teeth and they didn't know why. Um, and it wasn't because they were better at brushing. And then they found out it was because that the well water naturally had a lot of fluoride in it. Um, and ever since then, you know, we've been fluoridating water basically, and it's been helping. Um, when was that? When was, the... when was that? Ooh, 1800s. Roughly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. I've never heard that story. Yeah. Small town in Colorado. I don't forget what town it was though. Um, but yeah, the fluoride ion, you know, microscopically, it mimics the, 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 um, mineralized ion, you know, of tooth, the hydroxyapatite, which is the mineralized tooth structure. Um, and it can bond to teeth and actually repairs them on a microscopic level. You know, the outer layer only you can't, you can't repair a cavity, you know, with just, just fluoride, but, uh, You're talking microscopically constant treatment, you know, every night with toothpaste is helping repair the outer layer of, of enamel and uh, bacteria don't like it. You know, I worked at uh, UC Santa Cruz, you know, after I went there, I actually worked there as a dentist um, and kids came in after years of, of not seeing the dentist and they didn't have cavities. And I knew it wasn't because they were good at brushing their teeth. It was because they grew up drinking tap water that had fluoride in it and it made their teeth stronger, you know, in formation and also, um, just, just, you know, currently. Yeah. But not all it's a local and state, uh, decision, right. To Florida, uh, to put Florida in the water. So a lot of counties, including this County, um, or not a lot. There are several counties like, a, or towns, I should say, like, I think Watsonville down in Santa Cruz County, I don't right. know changed, but they did not have fluoride. In their water right. and you see a lot more cavities i mean bottom line you see a lot more cavities yeah and so you mentioned fluoride and toothpaste um mm. so are you uh fluoride and toothpaste for you know starting off for kids from the beginning because there's a lot of kids toothpaste their you know their children's toothpaste without fluoride it's like advertised specifically to say that um what's your thoughts on right as long as the the kid isn't actively you know eating the eating and swallowing the toothpaste like it's candy you you're going to want to use 
toothpaste. It's going to be hard to make kids spit, you know, really small toddlers. Uh, so just use a small amount. But, uh, you know, I'm more worried about stomach issues than too much fluoride in the in the diet there. Yeah, we say uh, like the size of a grain of rice. Yeah, that's fine. Tiny amount. So then most of the most of it's just going directly on the teeth. Um, and there, yeah, there's minimal, there's no side effects really. Um, I've heard some dentists recommend like dipping the toothbrush in fluoride mouthwash, like a kid's mouthwash that has fluoride. That's a good that's, idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's just, yeah, a little bit of fluoride. And then in the clinic we do, um, we're trying to get better at this, but <laughs> uh, applying fluoride varnish. So I mean, I know that it happens in the dental offices, but, um, you know, the pediatric clinic is another place that we're seeing kids um, who may not be going to the dentist as regularly as they should. And so we're doing fluoride varnish. It's just like, I mean, for listeners, it, it comes in a little cute pack with a little, little tiny paintbrush. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I always see it as like little tiny paintbrush and you just like literally paint the, uh, apply the fluoride varnish and kids do well with it. It's not painful or anything. Yeah, no, that stuff's great. You know, they used to have the foam that you would bite into. I don't know if you remember that. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, cherry. It was like a like a half circle. You know, the, the that you would bite into the foam, but the varnish works better because it's stickier and stays on the teeth longer. And do adults get that too applied? Not generally. Um, probably mostly for insurance reasons. I think insurance covers it on kids, and they don't on adults. Okay. And it's every three to six months. Is that, yeah. Yeah. For, you know, when they come in for their cleaning. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kids do pretty well with that. It's a quick, quick thing we can do in the clinic. Right. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, so I, uh, I guess I didn't mention I'm at um, the community health center and it's uh, really awesome that we have dental um, right next door because dental, like I've mentioned, you know, dental health is such a important part of pediatric health in general. <laughs> right. Right. Um, with kids, you know, if it's hard to eat, that's a, that's a big worry. What about, um, this isn't too uncommon, but, uh, your, your tooth gets chipped or your tooth gets knocked out or. Yeah. Um, trauma. Um, so basically, if you go to the ER, they're not going to be prepared for it. You want to find a dentist, oh, you know, try some, to find some ERs, some ERs. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> some ERs. Some, some, <laughs> but I will say, yeah, some some have been trained, some of the docs have been trained, and others it's it's varied. Like there should be more training on this, but go yes. ahead. Sorry. Some yes. some do. <laughs> some do. Uh ideally you're gonna find a dentist or an oral surgeon. Um, you know, clean it off, put it in water, clean it with clean, cold water. Um, and if you have a dentist on the phone, maybe they can walk you through this, but ideally what you want to do is clean it off and, and actually put it back in the socket in the way that it came out, you know, sometimes not knowing the anatomy, if it's the front baby tooth can be difficult because, uh, they look kind of symmetrical and, and that sort of thing. But ideally if you can put it back in the socket um, or, or adjust it back so it's so that they can bite down, uh, the person can bite down normally, 
that's what you want to do on your way to the dentist. Um, you know, most chips aren't going to be an issue. Um, as long as they don't expose the nerve, you can crown them and they're good to go. Uh, but, uh, if the tooth has come out of the mouth, you know, then it's, it's no longer vital and you can save it by putting it back in the socket and having it, you know, stay there and, and, uh, reconnect, but it's no longer going to be vital and it's probably going to change color a little bit over time. Um, and you're going to want to either do internal bleaching, you know, after your root canal or a crown or something like this, eventually, you know, you might want to get an implant to replace it. What about the milk? I've heard that, like put it in milk. <laughs> the two yeah, I think water is probably the best again. Okay. okay. Way to go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the best would be to put it back in the socket. After you clean it though. After you clean okay. it, you don't want to put dirt uh, okay. in the socket. Okay. Yeah. And so mentioning, mentioning milk, I mean, there are, we've mentioned a lot of things that are bad for your teeth. <laughs> I guess xylitol we saw said was okay, but, uh, and water. Are there other foods that are, um, and I guess we'll, we'll be wrapping this up soon, but um, other foods, calcium rich foods, things like that, that are good for your teeth? Yeah. So high in calcium protein can help form strong teeth and bones, you know, while they're growing. Um, but once they're grown, really, you want toothpaste with fluoride on the outside. Um, you know, horses, adult teeth can continuously grow, but ours do not. Um, so it's important to take care of what we have and protect what we're given versus expect to be able to repair, you know, over, over time. All right. Well, I think we just have uh, a couple more minutes. Um, thank you so much for being on the show, Dr. Vayner. And yeah. Is there, uh, yeah. Anything else that you want to want to add or close with? Uh, Swish with water, brush twice a day, floss at least once a day, and uh, hopefully dentist every dentist every six months. <laughs> exactly, and come in twice a year for a checkup, and uh, hopefully you'll never need any work. <laughs> but if you do, we're here for you. Great, thanks. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening. Change.